The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. I feel like this drop is just building the anticipation. Okay, welcome in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the star in Frisco. Happy holidays, everybody, as we are turning the page to the Christmas Eve matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys welcome it in their hated NFC East divisional foe to AT&T Stadium coming like up them. on Saturday. Don't like them at all. Chris Beam in the back with the extra production work this morning. Fire. We've got Patrick Nosey Walker. Yeah, you know Beamer. He just muted it on the the program, but he's back there just still rocking with it. If if, if Beamer wants to get ready for an NFL game, like to play a game, I wonder what his pregame ritual would be. Mm -hmm. To listen to my pregame ritual. Yeah, what's your pregame ritual? Ritual. Everybody's got to have one. Everybody has one. (laughs) I'm 44 years old. I got to stretch a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. That counts. counts. You know how that is. Stretching matters. (laughs) Yeah. That's or I'll a good be one. feeling it for a week later. Stretching matters. So, and honestly, if you guys don't know what Beam does on game day, he's running up and down the sidelines already. Yeah, he is. He's doing some stuff. Tons of cardio. Kyle, what would be your pregame ritual? Uh, I like to lock in, like okay. listen to music a little bit. What kind of music you listening to, Kyle? Uh, a little bit of everything. Oh, mm. so a little jazz? No, nah, I mean it's got to be a little harder than jazz. Country. No, I don't think I would listen to like hard country. This is exactly what I'd listen to that's in the background right now. This is what it'd be. Deck the halls. It'd just be me, like, sitting there with the headphones on. I'd be like, I would be very worried. Mm. No, I think it'd probably be, like, mm-hmm. R&B. Mm-hmm. What? A little R&B, a little mm-hmm. rap. R&B? Yeah. Honestly, I'm all over the place, dude. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I liked it. What about no. you? I respect it. Uh, well, what I used to do. Yeah, come on. Tell the people. High school, college days. Tell the people. Um, well, depending on the Ooh, sport. but Definitely for, hard rock, too. For, for football, I'd walk the field pregame barefoot. Yeah. Barefoot, so I feel the blades of grass kind of get completely into the, the mold. Like, I think the more we learn about you, Patrick, the yeah. more you stepping on a nail one morning makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't say it didn't make sense that it, that it happened. Man, I am so upset with myself. Though, I will ask, Beamer, why would a nail so be on a football field? What's happening right What'd now? What'd you do, B? Because this morning I was like, cl- like driving, and I'm like, you want a drop I need to get is when the dude Marv. Ste- when he steps Marv. on it. Marv. Falls Mark. back. I need to get that drop. That's just, just me, for this moment. I'm so mad. <laughs> That's me connecting with the field. So, so I used to like Avatar. So you're your Avatar in pregame. I, I have the headphones on. I have my music on. By the way, that's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll the new check one. that out. But it's not sponsored. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I walk the uh, the football field barefoot pregame with my headphones on, and I'd be literally envisioning the plays that I wanted to make in mm. that game. Okay. So you know, because as you think. You create. Mm. So that was my football pregame ritual. I had a different ritual for each sport, though. Mm. What was yours? I was turned. Yeah? Yeah, I was turned. That yeah. does not su- surprise yeah, yeah, me. I have my headphones on. Like, I'm in my own zone. I don't really talk to nobody. I've just got my music on. My playlist is, is random. 
So you weren't like bippity bopping in around the locker room the with same the way that you do bippity like the you do with the <laughs> nah, uh, the, nah, the pregame my, studio. Yeah, no, because we get gym. pretty lit in the in yeah. the studio pregame. See, see, on air media pregame and on field pregame, two totally different things. Yeah, yeah. see, on different. air media pregame, I'm turning up with all my with my crew. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we got to be linked up. We got to be able to throw things to each other, pick mm-hmm. it up. On field, I'm in my own zone. You know, I got my, yeah, I got anything. Job. I got Pastor Troy. I got Little John. Pastor I got. Troy come on, Ooh. man. Come on, man. You know, I got some. You got some Troy. Yeah, I got to be crawling on the ground a little bit. You then I go outside the and I hit my lap. Okay, I hit, hit my lap, lap around the field, okay. and then I do a back pedal around the field, and then I do my shuffles, and I do my whole little, you know, active warm up. And then I go in there and I get stretched out, get the chiropractor work. Okay, then I get laced up and let's go. See, that's fancy. Dick yeah. chiropractor to work. You gotta, you gotta get loose, man. You gotta have yeah. loose hips. Loose hips sink ships, baby. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's yeah. a, is that a saying? <laughs> it is now. It is now. Replace <laughs> lips with hips happen. and yeah. and all the ships yeah. going on. Hey man, so everybody has their pregame. I'm just I'm your jazz and country, hard country is kind of surprising to me. I didn't say hard country. You said that. Yeah, I didn't say. I would rather say. I, I would say DMX. hard rock. You were DM. Oh yeah, I, I mean DMX. Was on my, and then it's I had dark so and hell. I had Little John, Pastor Troy, DMX, Donnie McClurkin. It was. It's dark and hell is hot. The intro to <laughs> you remember, it's dark and hell is hot. You remember yeah. Headstrong by Trapped yeah. back in the day. You remember Headstrong? I remember Headstrong. I mean, Headstrong was the song. Little John. I mean, uh, no, different. Cool J. Yeah, different one. Different Headstrong. There's a couple of them. DMX intro is dark and hell is hot. Every single time mm. pregame that gets you. Okay. One two one two come through run to run through. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> In a serious week start. as oh. this is, oh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go into the locker room and be like, hey. uh. Guys, what's your what's your pregame ritual? Absolutely, you gotta do what, it. What's going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on in your week. head? Especially this yeah. week. Well, speaking of, which should, it's apropos because it should be it's dark and hell is hot. <laughs> get into it. Get into speaking it. of, let's go into some news and notes. Cowboys facing the Eagles on Saturday. They both hit the practice field yesterday because it technically was like a half day yeah. where it was late and the players came in and got a little walkthrough in. But there was an injury report to kind of pick through. There is walk through for both teams. Um, so take the injury report with a grain of salt. But there are some positives, specifically for the Cowboys. Uh, Jake Ferguson, who remains in concussion protocol, he did not practice at all last week. He returned in a limited capacity on yesterday. So progress for Jake Ferguson uh, as he attempts to get cleared from concussion protocol. And I will say there's uh, a side note that is also related to to Jake Ferguson um, that I take it as a side note. So on the practice squad, the Cowboys, due to the short-term injury to LVE, they re-signed Malik Jefferson to the practice squad. So Malik Jefferson is back to make room for Malik Jefferson. They released Seth Green, the tight end. Mm. My thought process is you don't release a tight end from the practice squad if Jake Ferguson is not trending toward possibly playing against the Eagles this week. So kind of keep an eye on that. Okay. Uh, I think those two things are related as far as Seth Green and Jake Ferguson are concerned. But Malik Jefferson is back. Um, Jake Ferguson limited. Dorrance Armstrong, knee limited. Noah Brown, foot. But he was limited. He did participate. Uh, J. Ron Curse, same shoulder issue he's been dealing with, but he's he was limited. And Demarcus Lawrence, whole body, but no, literally foot uh, is what it's listed as. Limited, he's going to play. Uh, Michael Parsons did not participate with, guess what, fellas, illness. Right? Mm. The, the bug just won't completely go away. No, it will not. In the Cowboys locker room. So keep an eye on Michael Parsons. We'll see if he participates in practice on 
Today is Wednesday, yeah? Yep. Okay, short week, so, yeah, throwing the days off. Uh, going to the Philadelphia Eagles side of the equation, as expected, Jalen Hurts, shoulder sprain, did not participate. Uh, Gardner Minshew did not participate either, but he was excused for personal reasons. I believe he was at the Mike Leach. Yeah, I think, I think he was. I believe he's at the Mike yeah. Leach Memorial. Um, but he's expected back in practice on Thursday or Wednesday, I'm sorry. See the days. Zach Pascoe, concussion protocol. The wide receiver did not participate. And Kavon Wallace, the safety with a hip injury, did not participate. So four DMPs for the Eagles, most notably Jalen Hurts, mm. the shoulder. And it is now officially, we were trying to figure it out because there were conflicting reports yesterday, even though the video was pretty obvious. It's listed on the injury report as right shoulder throwing shoulder it was completely everywhere but here at talking yeah, cowboys because <laughs> we watched the film so it is official boom it is a shoulder sprain in his throwing shoulder mm. which exponentially decreases the odds of him taking the field on a short week against the cowboys okay Thanks. so today we preview <laughs> the cowboys defense versus the philly offense they lose one guy potentially in jalen hurts <laughs> they get one, one guy. guy back in Dallas Goddard. He is now activated and back and ready to play against Dallas. So, with that being said, how significant is this for the Cowboys? Or, I mean, yeah. Cowboys defense, Philly offense, but Philly offense is really kind of what I'm leaning toward. How significant is it the fact that they will not have Jalen Hurts? Is he that big of an impact player? Yes, he is. Yes. He, is that, he is that big of an impact player. <laughs> I'm just but asking the question. No, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not know, leading on. I know on you don't anything. agree, but I mean, yes. so, yes, he is that great of an impact player. He is that important to that organization, much like a Dak Prescott is that important to the Dallas Cowboys. But mm -hmm. much like the Dallas Cowboys, they were able to, Dallas was able to get the dubs while while Dak was out. Yeah. So don't expect yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles to just all of a sudden right. not have, be able to find a way to get W's with Jalen Hurts potentially out. These guys are still a threat. These guys are still dangerous. These guys still have weapons, right? If this is true, if Jalen Hurts cannot play, then Micah Parsons, you have an opportunity to prove your statements that you had last week right. When it comes to Jalen Hurts, here, here's a little bit of science as far as his science. value. Right? Um, this is a guy who has – he's the second leading rusher on the team behind only Miles Sanders, 747 rushing yards. This that's is pretty, pretty good, isn't it? Oh, that's damn yeah, good. Yeah, science. Especially, <laughs> that's good for a running back. Yep. He's a quarterback. QB, baby. Okay. Uh, he also has 13 rushing touchdowns. That's Leads all? the team. That's all? In rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's all. That's just, just Through, 13, through what, 14 weeks? Yeah, 15 weeks? Yeah, 15 just weeks. averaging almost a, a touchdown a game. Almost a rushing touchdown a game. And yeah. that's not to mention what he does in the passing game with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and, you they? know, Dallas Goddard when Dallas Goddard was on the field with him. Um, so, to answer your question, simply put, yes, Jalen Hurts is uh, – infinitely more valuable to what the Eagles have done than Dallas Goddard's return would be. And that's why the Eagles continue to win without Dallas Goddard. Not to say they don't need Dallas Goddard because obviously he's a, he's a playmaker as well. Yeah. But if you're weighing the two against each other, the loss of Hurts wildly outweighs the re-addition of Dallas Goddard. But like Isaiah said, um, this is a Cooper Rush scenario. For the Philadelphia Eagles, which is it's just poetic justice, right? Because uh, the Eagles beat up on Cooper Rush for three interceptions and won that game. And now in the rematch, the Cowboys will likely be up against the Eagles backup. And let's see what the Cowboys can do against the Eagles backup. But Gardner Minshew, like Cooper Rush, is serviceable. If, and win you some games, and he's got the weapons. If there wasn't video of Jalen Hurts getting hurt, like if there wasn't like a clear play... <laughs> Where you could say, oh, yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts is a little banged up. And then yeah. watch the rest of the game. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a little banged up, playing through it. 
I would think this would be total game and gamesmanship from Philly, and it still might be. Who knows? I don't think it is, but it might be. There's like a 0.1% chance. So you're saying there's but a chance. You think about it, you're think like you said, poetic justice. Cooper Rush was there the first time around. Now it's Gardner Minshew, and this is going to be great. And then Jalen Hurts trots out there on Saturday, and he's, he's ready to roll. <laughs> like that would, just, that would blow my mind. That would be such a Philly thing to do. So I, I think Jalen Hurts is a, is a difference maker because of a couple reasons. One, he takes care of the football. Mm-hmm. Secondly... He provides an element to that offense that isn't necessarily there without him. Bingo. But where is the drop-off most notable between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew, Isaiah? Because you you mentioned it yesterday. You like Minshew. I do. You like him as a quarterback, as a guy who comes in and is serviceable. Mm -hmm. If you can do a lot of different things, that makes you great. If you're good, where is the drop-off? Because Gardner Minshew isn't Jalen Hurts for a reason. No, I mean, versatility. I mean, you talk about... Not only confidence within the organization and within the the roster, trusting him to be able to execute and make plays and things of that nature, you know. And then you have to look at the the scheme. What is their scheme? RPO, zone read, yeah. those types of things. Can Minshew do that? I'm sure he can. Can he do it to that level? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, anybody can really run that stuff. He's he's athletic enough to run the RPO type offense. I'm going to say that Gardner Minshew is athletic enough to run that offense. Is he going to run it to the same level of, the, of a Jalen Hurts? Absolutely, freaking not. Mm-hmm. So that is why there's a huge drop off there. Can he make those same throws that Jalen Hurts can make? Absolutely not. He doesn't have that strong of an arm. He's not as accurate as him. He is a backup quarterback for a reason. He's been that in everywhere, every stop that he's made. That's no disrespect. Still one of the best in the world, just not a starter in the league. I believe that when I say when we talk about the word serviceable, I think there's some guys that are serviceable, and I think that there's some guys that are serviceable, but you can still run your offense. I think Dallas had to change their offense with Cooper Rush at the quarterback position. I don't think that Philadelphia changes their offense that drastically with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Now, yeah. are they going to re- ask him to run the ball as much? Are they going to tell him that, hey, you have the full availability to pull this thing whenever you want to? I don't think he's going to have as much freedom, nowhere near it probably, but I think that they're still going to keep the identity of their offense. So, yes, you're looking at a different quarterback. Yes, you're looking at somebody who's not as capable, but I think, like I said, I'm going to keep going back to the statement Micah made because he made it, right? He said that Jalen Hurts is only, only noticeable because of the fact that he has all the talent around him. Well... Here's your chance. Yeah, we're finding out, right? <laughs> well, for, for me, it's it's everything Isaiah said, you know, period. I mean, exclamation point. He nailed it on all points. Uh, point number one, primarily it's it's the, the rushing attack. Uh, there's a huge difference there. So while you'll probably see a couple of RPOs, mm-hmm. because Minshew does have enough athleticism to run them, um, if you're the Cowboys defense, if you're any defense going against Gardner Minshew versus Jalen Hurts, are you afraid that he's going to take it to the house? No, you are deathly afraid that Jalen Hurts is going to make somebody miss and end up turning that, you know, three yard third down conversion into a 65 yard touchdown because it can happen. Uh, and then in the air, like Isaiah so eloquently said, uh, while Gardner Minshew can make all the throws, he doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have the cannon that that Jalen Hurts has. Um, so it's just it creates a a situation where the dynamic of the level of threat that Jalen Hurts presents is just simply not presented in Gardner Minshew. I don't I don't think that the Eagles will change their playbook, but I could see similar to what the Cowboys did with Cooper Rush. They they put a cap on yeah, the playbook. Back, yeah. Boy, they scaled it back quite a bit. So that's going to that should ideally theoretically yeah. make it easier for the Cowboys to scheme because they don't have to scheme as much of the the Eagles playbook. So again, advantage Cowboys 
with an asterisk. Gardner <laughs> Minshew can still win you games, and he still has a lot of weapons around him. Yep, you got to prepare the same way, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew. And this defense has a lot of things, a lot of things that they have to fix from Week 15 into Week 16. We're going to start naming those things. When we come back, where is the biggest impact needed from the defense this week and the biggest improvement on Dan Quinn's unit? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jay Chris Beam in the house, baby. It's Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Beamer, beamer. Get the hottest gifts in the game for the ultimate Cowboys fan. From jerseys to gift cards, the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop has you covered. Stop by the nearest store or log on to shopdallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience and score a holiday shopping winning touchdown. Yeah, we got to get Beamer a DJ drop like Gangster Grills or... I like the Beamer. Do it like a like it's an air horn. 
Uh, did you guys hear about this story? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isaiah just handed so it to me, corny. but I think it's really corny. It is so corny. Eagles sent 35 cheesesteaks to Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars for beating the Cowboys Didn't they fire on that guy? Sunday. They did. They did fire they that did guy. They did fire that okay, guy. But here's some cheesesteaks. Yeah. Uh, Strap him to Carson Wentz. Why 35? Being, uh, I think it was – I don't know why 35. Because they couldn't afford more. Yeah, it was a staff member that sent because they couldn't afford more. <clears throat> so that might be right, honestly. But the the thought process there is that, of course, the whack. Jags did we, the we Eagles a favor, but which I, is true. They I, did the Eagles a favor, but I thought absolutely they did. I, but Twitter had told me that mm-hmm. um, you know from Eagles fans, that, yeah, that they're not thinking about the Cowboys. They don't think about the they don't Cowboys. Think about the Cowboys. They don't. At all. No. And then, oh, okay, I get it. You're lame. <laughs> get after him, Patrick. You're lame. I love it when Patrick takes his Twitter drama and brings it onto the show. Uh, this, it's one of my favorite things I hate ever. Cornballs, just <laughs> cornballs, right? All right, just cornballs. Stay away from the back of horses. Focus on that. Ooh, goodness. <laughs> they know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, what? Where's the biggest improvement needed on this defense going into Saturday? afternoon from week 15 to week 16 where do you want to see the defense take the next step this week secondary it's got to be the secondary um you want the run defense to shore itself back up but what i will say is more often than not since the green bay game the run defense has showed up now we'll see you know how they try to replace the production of lve we'll we'll see how that works but i'm, I'm more inclined to look at that secondary outside of Trevon Diggs, and well, more specifically the cornerback position because I like what the safeties are doing. Mm-hmm. So if you look at CB2 and that role specifically, that's the Achilles heel right now. That particular question mark cost the Cowboys at least two touchdowns against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you take away just one of those touchdowns and the Cowboys win this game, let alone take away two of them. And now it's an open competition as it should be, but now the question mark becomes, okay, well, first it was, can Kelvin Joseph do it? So it looks like he's struggling in that, so they open up the competition. So now the question mark shifts over to which one of you guys can do it, right? So if it's not going to be Kelvin, you're looking at Deshaun Wright, possibly Israel Mukwamu. You're mm-hmm. looking at Mackenzie Alexander. You're looking at Trayvon Mullen. You're looking at Kendall Sheffield, and you're saying, hey, one of you guys, show me something. Otherwise, the Cowboys might be in a position where they might have to do what they don't want to do, which is move Deron Bland to the outside. And Bland can play outside, but then it leaves you exposed at the nickel. Yeah. So you don't want to move Deron. You want to solve the problem at CB2. So for me, that's it. CB2. Okay. I like it. Secondary is a big one. I respect it. Um, I'm not going to agree. Wow. I'm going, with, I'm going with the... I like that setup. Yeah, I'm going with the defensive uh, line. We have to... This run defense. This run defense was a problem before who? Before uh, who showed up? Hankins. Hankins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hankins showed up. You gave up 200 yards. Hankins. You gave up 200 That's yards, it. right, That's against it. Green Bay. And then you go out there and you grab a Jonathan Hankins and you yeah. come out in the first game, had 200. But after that, it was like 90, 78, something like that. Right? Against teams, some of the best backs absolutely. in the league. I think teams were averaging yeah. less than 90 yards per game when after after one week after was, Hankins showed, showed up into Dallas. Okay, mm-hmm. So he had an impact, an extreme impact. All of a sudden, Jonathan get, Hankins gets hurt. And what happens? You know, you 192 see, yeah, yards on the ground. Right. You see the okay, runs. so if you can't stop the run against Philadelphia, I don't care who's that quarterback. Anybody can hand the ball off. 
anybody can hand the ball off. That's fair. So yes, the yes, the, the secondary definitely needs to be addressed, and, and that's definitely something that we have to scheme up. I think you can scheme it up. I think Al Harris can ask his guys to get up there and be more physical at the line of scrimmage, so that they don't have the opportunity to get downfield. Mm-hmm. Or that that timing is at least disrupted, which then in turn gives your your defense a front time to get in the backfield and get to the quarterback, regardless of who's throwing the ball. And it gives you opportunity to get tipped balls because they're going to be more contested because your guys are all over them like Sticky Rice. Okay, so I think that that's an opportunity. But I think that the defense up front, if you any team, but especially at Philadelphia, if they're allowed to sit back, if Gardner Minshew's a quarterback and he's allowed to sit back there and hand the ball off, and no matter who he hands it off to, they get yardage. You're in a world of trouble. I like that. And, and real quick, I'll add this. And going back to your question, Kyle, about the the drop-off between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Now you don't have to even remotely worry about worrying about putting the spy on Gardner Minshew, which now frees up a guy like Donovan Wilson to be able to help in run support as opposed to dropping down with the sole purpose of trying to figure out what direction Jalen Hurts is going. So now you have that extra guy that you can kind of yeah. drop down and run. So I like that. And based off of both of your answers, it actually goes to the point that there are multiple parts of this defense that have to improve. Because you said secondary, you said run defense. I would even be inclined, I think I would agree with secondary maybe a little bit because that's something that needs to be fixed. But I would throw the pass rush in there too from week 15 to week 16. This is supposed to be the strength of your team. This is supposed to be an unstoppable force, whether it's Micah or Dorrance or D-Law. And I know some of those guys are banged up, and I know – Teams are scheming to go against those guys by getting the ball out quick or by uh, running the misdirection. That type of stuff, you have to be better at, though. Set the edge. Get around. Get home. It's So I don't disagree with you, but I disagree with you in the sense that a pass rush is only – you can only take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. Which is which is if teams fewer. are dropping yeah if teams are dropping back right you talk about in the five step drops seven step drops or from the gun three step drops five step drops right from the gun you have time mm-hmm. to get back there you have time to beat the guys up front but if you don't have time if you don't have two seconds to get in the backfield you're not you, doing you're it. not you you can't which get sacks the, which puts the pressure on which unit the, the, secondary. the secondary absolutely yeah. unless there's no there's no need for a pass rush at all because there's no passes. Mm. You know, you understand what I'm saying. So you're now you're running the ball. If you're if you can't stop a team from running the ball, they're simply handing it off to anybody. I don't care who's in the back. AJ Brown. It doesn't matter. Whoever wants to get the ball, Sanders. And then guess what comes off of that? Play action. It's, pass it's what rush works for is a privilege. Yeah, pass rush is a privilege. So yeah. I, I I don't disagree with you that that we need to get home. But teams have ever since ever since the first Philly, ever since the first Philadelphia sure. game, they know how to stop this pass rush. And if I'm an OC. <laughs> I'm not letting you get back there. I'm not so, giving you the time. Kind of playing to my point, though, yeah. where when Jacksonville was running the football and when teams outside of that or after that Philadelphia game have been running the football, where have they been most successful in doing so? Outside the it's tackles. The yeah. Getting to the edge, the misdirection. Edge. I think the bigger plays come there. I don't think that that's solely where teams are going. I think that's where they go. Uh, no, for the they're not plays. solely going. No, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, but there were fifty-nine yards on plays like that out of the one ninety-two. I don't disagree with you. I and think, then the rest, or there was like thirty from scrambles. There was some other things kind of mixed in between there. I think the bigger plays come on the outside, so they're highlighted more, so they okay. stick out more in your mind. But the more effective plays, right, the ones that beat you down, it's, it's the reason, or, or the setups, or the, or the battle rams, right sure. down the middle. Those are the four yards, right? The ones that you, oh, okay, whatever. Right? But they, they hurt the money. But they hurt, right? So four yards. 
four yards, three yards, right? Four yards. And it just beats you up. Oh, five yards. Okay. And then guess what? Now I'm going to the outside. Now everybody starts focusing on the inside. Now I'm going to beat you up on the, on the outside. I'm going to get to the edge, pulling guards, pulling tackles, pulling both of them. And now I'm going to have my big chunk play. And then guess what? Then I'm come right back to the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to do the boring, 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 boring. The same thing with TP and Zeke. Yeah. Right? Zeke gets the boring plays. Mm-hmm. He gets the boring plays, the four yards and the cloud of dust. Nobody thinks twice about the those. Nobody plays. gives him credit for those, right? That's why Skip Pete comes walking to the locker room laughing, talking about how you like that. Ha, ha, right. Because he's like, this dude beat you up, nice right? And then guess what? Then, oh, crew, crap, the bolt of lightning, right? Shazam comes in, and he hits you on the outside. And now Shazam. That's, yeah, now that's the one that you remember. Everybody remembers the TP, the big 50, 40, 50, 60-yard run. Yeah. But nobody wants to think dirty work. Yeah, can't be out, can't be out here forgetting Black Adam. Yeah. Can't be out here forgetting Black Adam. There's too many comic books now. Exactly. There's, There's too Superman. many characters. Superman got fired. Did you know what? that? It's too, it's too many. Did you know Superman got fired? I don't have that conversation. Bro. I don't want to have that conversation. How are you going to have an appearance in Black Adam? Never mind. I don't know. Because he got fired? They, 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 don't they, they parted ways. Don't get me started on uh, no that. Didn't, no, they didn't part ways. Yeah, I know. I know what it was. They brought him back, and then James Gunn has now taken over what's mm. supposed to be DCEU, they... and James Gunn's version of the yeah. DCEU will not include what's Henry Cable, boy? which sucks, but Cable had the agreement with the previous regiment. Must have found the kryptonite. <laughs> Must have found it somewhere. Don't do that. I was in a closet. I knew that was a hard. I knew that was a don't touch point that. for you yeah. right there. Let's not talk about the, <laughs> let's talk, talk about the son of but, hell. Shouts out to Henry. We still have the Witcher, my friend. There you always have The Witcher. It's okay. He's going over there. What That's you, my Superman. He's going over there. Well, technically, Chris Reeve is my, is my Superman. What do you think about the conversation, though, in terms of outside running attack and then the inside game? Because it, it does differ. I agree with Isaiah in the fact that the big plays have come on the outside. There's been these end arounds, these misdirections. But you've got to get better at setting the edge, right? right. I mean, d has so, been really good at it all year long. It's not a setting of the and I, and I so here, here's, here's it's, the it's not a setting here's, up here's the, the edge because the edges are getting set. Right, edges and, and understand people need to understand this. You know, you understand this because we watch a lot of film together. Yeah, but edges get set. If you want to just just classify it as okay, let's bottle it up, right? Let's make sure nobody gets outside. Then what happens? Those pulling guards, those pulling tackles, those tight ends that are coming around and wham blocks, they are literally just kicking out that containment. Yeah, you can contain it all day long. Cool, stay That's out where there. Cutback line I'm going to kick from. you out. Right, you want to stay on the outside and look at everything down the line. I will send a 260 to a 330 pound man, and he will just help you wash you out to that side. And then guess what? We will go inside of you, yeah. and it will get right back outside. What? So the whole containment thing is 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 is, is it's relative. It's yeah, very relative. So so here's the problem. The problem is right now going into week 16. Mm-hmm. Right, you're both correct, but prior to this. Prior to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the the main issue for the run defense was setting the edge. We talked about this ad nauseum, right? It, it wasn't that teams were having success, and I feel you as far as the the setup plays up the A and B gaps. And teams would try that, but it wouldn't be as effective as they would like those effective plays to be, which is why they kept attacking the edges. But when you look at this next gen stats chart, and I'll turn this around for the one shot. This is Travis Etienne. <laughs> this is Travis Etienne. That's pretty good. Do do you see this, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. He won everywhere. He won up the A gap. He won up the B gap. He won outside. The only time he lost was the fumble, but that fumble wasn't forced. No, he just dropped the football. He just dropped the football. So if he actually successfully takes that handoff, he probably gets a gainer on there, and there would be no TFLs on this chart, middle, 
mid to outside or outside. So to you to you guys' point, this week the entirety of the, the defensive line needs to make sure it's stepping up. The linebackers need to make sure they're sealing the edges as well. So both of those things are a problem coming out of Jacksonville. I don't know that I'd say – because it's, it's happened just once out of all of their run defense issues, so it's not consistently enough for me to say, oh, it's the middle. I still believe Neville Gallimore, Chauncey Ghost, and also Diggy Zua, who's having a great day – a great season. Quint, Quentin Bohanna, now that he's back, I think this is going to be his third game back, getting his legs. I think the interior will be better – uh, against this team that doesn't have Jalen Hurts to contend with. But the linebacker core is still going to be a concern without LVE. That said, when you say, Kyle, very accurately, that teams are getting the ball out quickly, quicker, quicker, quicker yeah. to kind of negate your your pass rush, secondary. And be it trusting these guys, like you saw Trevon Diggs uh, pressing guys, and you mm-hmm. see Deron Bland pressing guys, but – the lack of trust at CB2 has you pulling guys back. Well, when you give that guy that kind of space, now you're helping that West Coast style where it's like drop back two steps, by. Okay, well, get these guys up there and challenge your young guys to say, hey, man, just be better than this guy. Yeah. Be better than this guy. Because you're not being tested secondary-wise in that point. If you're getting the ball out quick, that means you're having to cover for three or four seconds less than you would right. at any other point in the ball game. So if you have young guys like Deron Bland, like – Kelvin Joseph out there, and of course we've already talked to Dan Quinn this week. He's saying it's an open competition. There's going to be pressure on them to get the job done, but it shouldn't be as hard as some of the other coverages you'll have to run as a young DB. So it's it's a conversation to be had. Where does the defense need to step up? When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, where does Philly challenge this defense the most, though? Because this Philly offense... Has some weapons on the outside. They have some weapons on the inside. They have some weapons up front. In the locker room. In the locker room. I mean, they've got a lot of stuff going on from Philadelphia, even if Jalen Hurts is not available. We'll tell you about how they can hurt you when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets has head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. This was nice and saucy. (laughs) Patrick likes the, the, the saxophone. It's like a bass sax. Ooh. Dak Prescott is this year's Cowboys nominee for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service off the field and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn $25,000 worth of donations to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet the or retweet the hashtag WPMOY challenge, followed by Dak Prescott through January 8th. Go out there and vote Dak. Vote him. Happy holidays, everybody. I love DJ Chris Beam in the back. Just oh, yeah. spinning the tracks. <laughs> Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, the unmatched Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, we got a couple more minutes here. Isaiah, you watch the film as much as anybody. Okay. Where does Philly challenge you the most offensively? Misdirection. Okay. Misdirection. Uh, the read. Everybody since Philly has hurt Dallas or tried to hurt Dallas. Hurts with, Dallas? With misdirection. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Everybody's attempted it. Everybody doesn't have the personnel. Everybody doesn't have the scheme because it's too far outside of what they typically do. But since Philadelphia in the misdirection and what it did to this pass rush, that's where they hurt you. And they make you stop your feet. Mm-hmm. You can't come downhill in the run game. You can't you can't get a pass rush. You can't do containment, right? All those everything that you would do to combat what they do hurts you because it leaves you vulnerable for something else. You want to get containment? Mm-hmm. We're running up inside, mm-hmm. right? You want to go ahead and, and attack the run down inside? Okay, we'll throw it out to the side. Yep. Okay? Or if you guess what, you don't want to you don't want to put any pressure on us? Cool, we'll throw it around. We got enough receivers. So, they hurt you in so many areas, but I think Dallas's biggest touch point has been where the heck do my eyes go? Yeah. And the moment I stop my feet to try to figure out what the heck's going on, now my feet are stopped, their feet are still moving, they have the leverage no matter where I'm going to try to attack. For for me, it's it's similar to that in the, in the aspect of misdirection, but the Eagles, they love making you second guess. And, and in making you second guess, all they need is that window <laughs> yep. of reaction time to get the big play or the big gainer. Uh, and, and that's where I feel like going back to the, the question of, you know, what's the drop off between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew is what will 
potentially help this this young secondary for the Cowboys is the fact that you can play more traditional straight-up football against Gardner Minshew because you don't have to worry about covering your guy while trying to also keep one eye in the backfield just in case Jalen Hurts leaks out to try to extend a big play. Now, again, Gardner Minshew, he can he can get out of that pocket and, and make the play, but that's no longer your primary thought. Your primary thought is I'm going to cover this guy, I'm going to trust my front seven to get after Gardner Minshew, whereas if it was Jalen Hurts back there, it's okay, I still trust my front seven, but I know that there's a good likelihood that Jalen Hurts with his speed and his strength can either just blow off the edge or he can escape a sack and then come off the edge. So while I'm sitting here trying to cover this guy who I'm trying to keep in my hip and he's moving all over the place, I'm I'm also trying – my head, I'm splitting two different directions – that's what the the Eagles typically can do, and that's why they're thirteen and one. But it also answers the question of what they may not be able to do if Jalen Hurts is not on the field, as we don't expect he will be. Dallas can be more aggressive if Jalen Hurts isn't there. So the 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 non traditional yeah, football, the non committal to football. to going downhill and coming after the quarterback and having to make your reads and all that. If Jalen Hurts isn't there, you're more opt to be aggressive, to come downhill, to go out there and attack whoever's that quarterback because all of a sudden you're not worried about him getting outside of your leverage and making you pay for the big play. That's facts. Mm. So do you expect a better game then from the Dallas defense? Do you expect a little bit of a rebound? Because at least from the early indications from what we're hearing on the other side of the building is they're not happy with the way they've played these last two weeks. They are not happy at all. Yeah, they're pissed. Nor should they be, if we're being honest. However, is this the week where you see the rebound, or are we are we going to see another? I was hoping to see the rebound regardless. I thought Rega- so too. Regardless of who's at quarterback, I would hope that Dallas would have a better game against Philly yep. than they've had over yep. the past few weeks, yeah. or even than when they had the first time that they that they faced the Eagles. So my expectation is is the same, I guess. But if Jalen Hurts is not there, I expect them to be more dominant than what they would be. 100%. Regardless of which quarterback is or was going to take the field, I expected to bounce back from the Cowboys because you, you have to bounce back from allowing 500 yards and 34 points. You, you have to – you have to do it. Uh, and this is also a Cowboys team that I've said it before. They've not lost two consecutive games at all this season. Uh, there's only, you know, well, the Eagles are one of the only other teams that can make that claim. So this is a team that has shown it can be resilient. And it, I believe that it was going to happen this game, regardless of who the QB was. Now the question yeah. is, to, to Isaiah's point, what kind of a bounce back are we talking about? Uh, are we talking about only allowing, you know, 300 yards? Or are we talking about only allowing 225? Oh, that's dominant. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I'm asking. I'm asking what what kind of, what kind of bounce back is it? A solid yeah. bounce back where you look at them and say, okay, still some question marks, but they they rebounded, they got some things together. Are we talking about just they're so pissed that they go all the way from the left side of the field, which is 34 points allowed, 500 plus yards to three to seven? Yeah, I don't points think you can hold these guys under 300 yards of offense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's possible. With, under three hundred would be a monumental that's, that's, feat. That's with Hertz. Monumental with Hertz. I don't think you could. But is it? Well, I don't think it's that much of a drop off. I really don't. I think Hertz is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Formidable versus serviceable. See, but I don't think he's formidable. I don't think he's that good. Jalen. Oh, Jalen. No, as, as, as a total pack. I think he's got a built roster around him. I think Jalen Hurts is a good so, quarterback. So you are. On he the is Michael not Parsons in the elite. Train. Huh? You believe what Michael Parsons yeah. said? Yeah, I agree. I disagree. I agree. I disagree. 
No, that's fine. I, okay, yeah, that's well, fine. I, but I, I scouted him coming out of college, and I, I felt like that back that, then too. So we can take the individual because I'm already saying I don't believe he's elite. But, but then don't, you have to take the individual. Formidable you have to with take elite. the formidable individual is just that, formidable. in this system, and that's where people get lost. People get so keyed in on the on the player yeah. and their skill set and what they can do as a person, and say, okay, this person in any system would not be. Yeah, but he's, we're not talking about any system. We're talking about. In this offense, yeah. he's a complete problem. And I don't think he's a true system quarterback either. I think he helps make the system what it is. I think he's a good enough player to where he makes a difference, but I just don't think the drop-off from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew is monumental. I don't think it's monumental, it's a big deal. but it's big. It is. It is a That's big deal. Big. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away – what Jalen Hurts has done, I'm trying to limit okay. the complete turnaround. What's a bigger drop-off, Dak to Cooper Rush or Jalen Hurts to Minshew? Jalen Hurts to Minshew. Yeah. Ooh. I think so, too. Yes. I don't know. I would, I would yes. without be, hesitation, be, I'm making Because that, of style of play yeah. alone. If you look at nothing but style of play, that's fair. then it's the bigger uh, Okay, drop-off. that's fair, because it's a different style of play, Correct. completely. Whereas Cooper Rush has spent seven years in this organization, and he's been around for long enough to where the playbook doesn't drop off. You can play a similar style as Dak Prescott without the legs. I mean... I, I would agree with that. Here's here's a fun question. I'm just. Curious. I don't think it's as far apart as people think, though. I don't think it's gargantuan, but it's still a big. I mean, you can use the word <laughs> big. It's a big drop off. Yeah. Here's a question. Just fun. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, better overall player. Jalen Hurts in 2022 or mm-hmm. prime RG3. Um, well, so prime RG3 was his rookie season. Yeah, prime RG3. Where he was he was balling. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year, RG3. Or I'm the wrong person. I'm the wrong person to ask that question. RG three was nope, my favorite player. No, that was my favorite collegiate player of all time. Okay, I loved watching RG three. Okay, of all time? behind Isaiah Stanback no, 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 back no, no, in the no, day. No, not me. I'm talking about Reggie. I was Bush. a Baylor fan. Reggie Bush is. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm saying he was oh, my favorite. favorite. Okay, yeah, that's different. Okay, yeah, different conversation. Reggie Bush was unbelievable. Yeah, he was up there too, and I didn't even like USC, yeah. but that's how good Reggie Bush was. Um, just so you guys know, the least amount of yards that Dallas has given up all year long has been 239 yards. That was against the Rams. Okay. Hmm. So you're saying it's about time. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're due. Answer. Why are you yeah, making me answer this I, question? I want to hear it. I'm curious. RG3 in his rookie season. What about you? Isaac? Better as a player. I, don't, I didn't pay that much attention to him, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was a false statement. 200, 254 yards against the Bengals. Sorry. Okay. So, so they're due. Yeah, they're still due for so a big game, due. right? So they're due. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I, I wanted to, to pass along our condolences to uh, the family of the Steelers and NFL legend Franco Harris passed away this morning. Oh, man. Uh, known for the Immaculate Reception. Passed away at 72, and it was interesting. I was looking yesterday. They're de- debuting a football life, the mm-hmm. documentary series on NFL Network about Franco Harris on Friday, and he passed away this morning. And it was it was <sighs> nearly about the debut, and he was a a, a legend for many reasons. I know Another this is a Cowboys podcast, but that's an NFL legend. Yes, that's a football titan, no doubt, absolutely. And some, I mean, one of the the most incredible plays in NFL history was because of what he was able to do. If so. you're a fan of football. At a certain point, rivalries get pushed aside for the greatness of players, and Franco Harris is is one of those guys. No doubt. No doubt. But I just wanted to mention that before we we get out of here because, you know, Steelers Nation, Steelers family out there, they're they're hurting a little bit today on that one. Chris, I was, Chris to the entire 
uh, Harris family yep. Steelers organization and, and just everyone whether you had the pleasure of being in Franco's presence or not you knew what kind of a human being he was even outside of a football player and as a football player he was a titan so no doubt yeah all right let's move on to tomorrow we're, we're going to preview the Cowboys offense versus the Philly defense what kind of rebound can the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and company have in that matchup we'll talk about it tomorrow we do not have a show on Friday so no shows Friday. So we're going to do our pickums tomorrow as well to get the job done. I'm sorry, Isaiah. Why are you looking at me? Each piece. I want to work, Kyle. I know you do. I want to work too. But no shows on Friday. But we will be back tomorrow with a Say It With Your Chest Thursday. Mm. A rarity on Talking Cowboys. Mm. For Chris Beam, DJ Beamer in the back. For for Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!